0: <laughs> Hi and welcome. My name's Mel Herbert, and this is Talking Tesla. We're going to talk about the cars, the batteries, the supercharger, the rumors, the stock price, of course, the man, anything and everything Tesla. Why? Well, because we're
1: talking, 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 talking,
0: talking. talking, 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 talking One of the burning issues of our times is when you start a new podcast, should you just dive into the podcast and let people work out what it is, or should you spend a little time explaining what it is? My bias is just get into it. But we thought maybe we should ask a few people, see what they think. Should we explain what Talking Tesla is, or should we just do it? I think you should just get on with it. I would say go straight into the podcast and let them work it out. You're Talking Tesla, so it sort of says it all. Sadly, not everybody agrees.
1: This is Stacy Urban. She's going to tell you her answer. I think you should explain it because there's so many podcasts out there nowadays. You should give a very brief explanation about what we are uh, entering into and therefore makes it easier for us to listen to.
0: I think we've come to a consensus and the consensus is this. Maybe just a little bit of introduction short to the point. Unlike what is occurring right now.
1: But I think you're a pretty good storyteller. So you're just going to tell a story and it probably is what this podcast is about. But I think that was a trick question. I don't know.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert and I'm an ER doc of all things in Los Angeles in uh, the United States. Now, my accent might give it away just a tad. I didn't grow up here. I'm actually from Australia. I actually grew up in what you would call the outback of Australia. Nearest neighbor, a couple of miles away. School, I had to take a bus three miles away. Lived on a 5 10,000-acre station. And I always loved the solar panels and uh, electricity, electric cars, and trying to save the planet, even back in those dim, dark days of the 1970s. Fast forward, and now I am a podcaster. I have a medical podcast that goes out to lots and lots of docs and nurses and mid-level providers, in the emergency department and some other medical specialties as well. So I like the podcasting, I love the Tesla, and I love all things electrical and environmental. And I got a friend. We'll call him Tom. We'll call him Tom because that's his name. Tom, it turns out, was a doll photographer.
1: I was a doll photographer for many, many years, working in a Fortune 500 company for a doll brand that. Everybody would recognize, but I won't say here to protect the innocent. And I was for sure one of the top five doll photographers in the world at one point. But there was only five of us. There you have it. And now... Let me do the I'm math
0: a- on that. Hang on. You're in the top five and there mm-hmm. was only five of you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I got it. Yep. Yeah, so, not, that,
1: not that big a deal, not that is what I'm saying. But it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and now I'm a producer for one of your companies that does some awesome live conferencing for the emergency medicine doctors around the planetoid.
0: And so we thought to ourselves, let's listen to a podcast about Teslas. And we couldn't yeah. really find a great one. We couldn't. No.
1: Or yeah. or anyone, honestly, not a great, and no, I couldn't even find a bad one. Really? There's not even a bad one. I go ahead, find go any. try to find a bad one.
0: Well, I couldn't find any, but that doesn't mean you know it could be just because I lack the skills
1: of using um the Google. No, you do the search on the the iTunes Store under the podcasting genres. Nothing. It's nothing there. It's it's like crickets. I'm surprised as much as the next person next to me, who's not next to me but next to me. And and there's nothing out there. It's, it's non-existent. So we're going to, Existent. me and you together, bring it into existence. We're going to birth it and we're going to put it out there and we're going to try to make it an easy, digestible format that's fun for people to listen to. It's cool. You're driving in your Tesla or you're driving in your Celica wishing it was a Tesla. <laughs> you're going to learn about Teslas. So where did you uh,
0: get your engineering degree? That degree that would make talking about all of this technology um, reasonable, acceptable.
1: Uh, did you not remember the beginning of this conversation when I told you I was a photographer?
0: I um, got my engineering degree from the back of a cornflake. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: those are good ones with the little rooster on it, right? Yeah, yeah. of us actually
0: have any expertise in the area of the engineering of the cars that are electric, but we're, we'll be talking to people that do. Trust us.
1: We're going to talk yeah. to people that know something because, frankly, we don't. We might even stand outside the gates of Tesla and Hawthorne just flagging people down as they go home from work and just, hey, hey, you you want to you want to tell us something engineerical? <laughs> engineerical is not <another> a <laughs> word.
0: You know, the entire purpose of doing a podcast like this is so that you can be invited to the fa- Tesla factory. But if you keep criticizing uh, Tesla, that's not going to happen, Tom. So I'm going to have to ask you to be uncritical and unthoughtful during this whole process, okay?
1: Nope. Not gonna happen, buddy. It's the people want to hear the Tom's opinion. The Tom abides. <laughs> I don't think
0: anybody's gonna listen to this the way this is going right now. No, it's terrible. We should start over. At this point, as you can imagine, a lot of self-loathing, a lot of uh, self-criticism. Despite the fact that we've been doing podcasting for a couple of decades now, starting a new podcast, finding your voice is difficult, but we're gonna get through this. We are going to get through it. going to be okay so uh, let's go back for a second there you said you have a tesla but um you have a
1: rav4 electric is that a tesla please explain what i said was i have a tesla-fied toyota you you have the toyota and it's all wrapped in a toyota rav4 packaging and it's a lovely suv model form and then you start opening up little latches and things and there's tesla stickers in there so it's basically tesla's powertrain and tesla's technology that toyota at one point was a pretty good tesla inventor and or investor not inventor wrong um and and they've made a rav4 which sadly has been discontinued they only made 2600 of them i got one it's white it's beautiful gets about 104 miles when fully charged and if you don't drive like a lunatic uh and it's great. We love it. We've put hmm, a lot of miles on it in the year that we've we've had it.
0: Why did it get no traction? I don't
1: know. That I think it's expensive. It's like it was fifty an, grand a, for that puppy. Fifty thousand dollar bad boy, and you know it's got a hundred and four mile range. So theoretically, I guess I could have got a Tesla for twenty grand more and had a hundred and forty additional miles of range to get rid of the range anxiety, which we will be talking about at a later date.
0: Before we get into a little discussion about range anxiety, let's go and talk for just a minute about the RAV4 electric. So the RAV4 is obviously a Toyota, and for a while there, Toyota and Tesla had this association. In fact, in 2010... Toyota invested $50 million into Tesla and sort of were playing with them with their battery technology. They actually sold all of their shares in 2014, get this, for $780 million. So four years later, $780 million for an initial $50 million investment. I think they did very well. Toyota never really said why they divested. They said simply that they are rebalancing their investments. They cashed out. I think it was good for Tesla at the time because they needed some cash to get the Model S going. And it obviously worked out well for Toyota. What will happen in the future? Who knows? Toyota seems to be going down the path of doing hydrogen fuel cells and moving away from pure electrics. But the RAV4 wasn't a big hit. They only sold, as Tom said, about 2,400 units, mostly in California. There was a RAV4 electric actually back in the day in around, I think, 1997 for a number of years, there was a RAV4 electric, but didn't sell a lot of units. They were pretty expensive and didn't have a lot of range. So let's go into it. Tom says he has range anxiety with his RAV4 as much as he loves it. Let's just open that can of worms right now because uh, let's go back in time again. Okay.
1: Ready?
0: Yeah. I used to have a leaf and uh-huh. the leaf first came out, so about three, four years ago. I got a leaf, love the leaf. Great little car, zippy, fun, easy to park, small. 80-mile range. Actually, it wasn't even 80 miles. It was probably like 75-mile range. And right. uh, I just use it around town, you know, going golfing, uh, going, doing the stuff around the town. But um, a little bit of range anxiety lots of the time because whenever you strayed more than 30 or so miles from home, you're like, I wonder if I can get home. And since I got the Tesla just a year ago, so I have the 85-kilowatt battery Tesla, um, the Model S, of course, and Range anxiety has gone. It was almost zero range anxiety. And then they had that software upgrade, which we'll talk about later, which has basically taken it to zero. And the fact that I live in California and there are superchargers all over the place. So I have essentially zero range anxiety. Do you, sir, with the RAV4 electric, with the Tesla powertrain and about a 100 mile range, do you, sir, have range anxiety?
1: Yes, we have range anxiety every day. And I'll tell you that a conversation, a regular conversation in our, in our house when we're about to leave is, is the car charged? Like that's a conversation that we always have. So sometimes we come home if we have a hundred miles and we've only driven like, Ten or fifteen or twenty—it's got about seventy left. We don't necessarily plug it in; we just let it go, and then we leave again. And we got to drive the kids here. We got to drive the kids there. So, yeah, that's always a question. Ring anxiety is always an issue. My kids play soccer all over the soccer and gymnastics all over the Southern California area. So, a lot of times we have to take the ICE car uh, instead of the Tesla. That's internal combustion engine, not that's a car that runs
0: on water.
1: That's correct. All EV drivers know the term iced. Not all of them. A, A lot was of that them. That
0: guy back in 62, he didn't know that one.
1: Yeah, that was that guy. Good point. Sorry. Sorry, that guy. Um, and so yeah, range anxiety is always an issue. You can't necessarily go to the county fair in Pomona unless you know for sure there's a charger you can get to. There's a lot of great apps that we're always using, you know, about like local charging areas. Quite a few people in the city have their home chargers open on this app, so you can sometimes find them. But you know, a lot of times you get to places where you think there's a charger, even if it says it's open, it might be broken. There might be an ice car in there. You know, you never know. So yeah, range anxiety daily part of life when you have 104 miles. I would assume that would all go away with 140 because that's a pretty big diameter of a circle that you, you could drive with to. You made 270? With 140 additional, I'm sorry. You, so the S, I believe, is it 265? I thought that it was 265 for your model. Am I wrong about that?
0: Um, the rated range, and this is all very interesting, but the rated range is 270 on my car. Yeah. Um, but that generally depends – obviously, it depends on the weather conditions, how fast you're driving, how many people in the car, all that stuff. Um, so that's why in the past, even with a Tesla, you could have a bit of ranging. So it's like, how far am I really going to get? Because I like to drive at 95 miles an hour with the uh, windows down, the air conditioner on, and 17 people in the car. And we like getting, that too. We like. I that wasn't too. getting my 270 under those circumstances. No. But the new software upgrade makes it so that um, it kind of learns where you're going, and it'll tell you if you're going to this place how much charge you'll have when you get there, and then it, you know, there's all the superchargers around. So, uh, but range anxiety for me, since I usually only usually drive in a day 20 miles. Yeah, I, I charge my test like once a week, except when I'm going on a big trip
1: right oh that's great I mean so once a week so we charge our car every day every night it's on the charger gets charged goes to full charge and again it depends if I'm dry if I drive the car for a week a lot then the range will go up because I don't drive you know quite as fast at times as my wife but if she's driving it regularly 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 you know it'll go down it'll drop under 100 so it also has that sort of smart learning range things we have friends that have a rav4 and that thing goes up to like 114 I'm pretty sure they drive like old ladies I'm <laughs> Not talking about anyone specific, but you know who you are. Um, <laughs> they're hypermilers. That's okay. Right. Yeah, they're hypermiles. But but here's another question. Like I have a friend, another friend who has had a Leaf since the very beginning, the same Leaf, and his battery has gone down, right, since when he bought it because of all the charging, right? It's just a life life cycle kind of thing. You haven't noticed any of that in your year of Tesla. Maybe the software upgrade kind of got rid of that. Did you notice any of that in your Leaf?
0: Um, No, actually, my LEAF, over three years, so uh, how long your battery lasts really depends on how full you charge every time, Mm -hmm. but probably more, there's one study by Nissan actually that said it's not really how much you charge it, it's how frequently you charge and discharge. So over time, you can expect some degradation. But uh, in my year of the Tesla, I've seen no degradation, which I wouldn't expect, maybe in... Three, five years, I'll start to see a little bit of degradation in the uh, the rated range. But right now, nothing in my leaf. I didn't notice anything. In fact, the range went up a little bit because they did a couple of software upgrades, and it seemed to go a little bit further. Nice.
1: That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think my friend drives, he's a commuter, so he's like end of range every day on that thing, right? He goes all the way down to work and all the way down back home, charges it at work. So that thing's getting a lot of cycles, and I think that's sort of causing some of it. And my car you know we charge it every night but so far we haven't noticed actually the when i took it in for it's like second service it the question that i had for the dealer was is it weird that the range has gone up uh and he was like i don't know i'll get back to you like <laughs> they just like the dealers don't really know anything about these cars they really are they're very confused about them because there was only 2600 of them not a huge amount of money involved there was no haggling about it they don't need any freaking repairs so they don't care and toyota discontinued them so it's like you might it's like ghost town hey do you know anything about my rav4 uh no let me find someone So battery degradation is something that comes up all the time when you're sitting
0: around talking with your friends who own electric cars or people who are interested in them. Do these batteries degrade over time to the point that you're buying a really expensive car that in a few years is going to get half the range when you bought it? Well, there's evidence from the laboratory, and then there's evidence from the real world. And that's the real world evidence that we care most about. And so Green Car Reports did a nice little uh, summary of what we know so far. And first of all, in 2013, there was an American study of Tesla roadsters with over 3.2 million miles, 126 different roadsters. And they found that after 100,000 miles, those roadsters still maintained 80 to 85% of their battery capacity. That's pretty good. But then they also said this, that there was a recent study from the Netherlands. They had 84 cars who had the 85 kilowatt version battery and six cars with the 60 kilowatt version battery. And they concluded that after 50,000 miles, you would have 94% of your original capacity and only lose about 1% for every 30,000 miles after that. So that's Really good news. It suggests that after 100,000 miles, the Model S is going to retain 92% of its battery capacity. So that's pretty good. For the average person who's only going to drive about 15,000 miles a year, you're not going to notice any significant reduction in your ability to charge your range for years and years. So that is very exciting news. Now, another question that comes up is does fully charging that battery is that bad? Is using a supercharger r- often all the time is that bad? Is slower charging a better way to maintain that capacity? These are questions we're actually going to ask some experts in coming episodes because even when you go on the internet, and you do a pretty thorough job. It's really not clear that anybody knows exactly. That's why I like these real world studies versus what's happening in the lab. But there's one Nissan study that I'm aware of that suggested that if you fully charge the battery and discharge and fully discharge the battery and discharge it, you lose a little tiny bit of capacity compared to that car that hasn't been fully charged every single time. But again, we'll talk to some experts. Let's go back to Tom. Now, did you uh, lease it? Are you going to give that puppy back in a couple of years?
1: We did lease it. We have a really, we had a, we got a really nice lease. We got a two-year lease. It's a really good price and a pretty good residual value cost. Um, And I don't know if we're going to give it back. That's a big question. We're way, way over our miles already. So we're going to have to pay a lot of miles and that freaks my wife out. But I'm like, it's cheaper than the gas that we would have had to buy for any car. So like that to me is not a big deal. You know, it's 15 cents a mile. So whatever it's, uh, $150 per thousand miles, 10,000 miles, 1500 bucks. Not a big deal. We're, we're definitely over it though, right? Um, but I don't know since they discontinued it it could be worth more. Like I have no idea. So maybe I buy the car out and somebody wants to buy it for 40,000 more than that. My teenage daughter who's uh, 15 and a half, she wants to drive that car because it has no costs, right? To driving it for a teenager, it's great. They don't have to worry about going through the couch cushions trying to find 50 cents to put some gas in the car. <laughs> does that does that work anymore? I don't think you can do that. Um but like and, and for me as a father, I'm like, wow, this is interesting. She can't really go more than 114 miles. <laughs> like, she's in a circle. And if she's smart, that circle's only like 54 miles, right? <laughs> like, she has to get back. Uh, but, you know, so things like that are interesting.
0: That is very. So uh, let's say you were to hand it over and say, thank you, take this away. It's been great times. Yeah. What would be your next car, Tesla?
1: <sighs> I'm in line for a Tesla. Tesla X, I'm in number, actually, I did the research for you last night. 67, or yeah, 6793 is my reservation number. You are one pathetic loser. No, no way, they're up to like 18,000, aren't they?
0: Yes, they are I'm up to like, 18,000. Like I've less got one than in the 3,000. seconds. let me just go while you're here. Yeah. Tesla Motors. hmm. Here we go. Tesla Motors. Not yes. Tesla. If you do search for Tesla, you'll never find it. Teslamotors.com. You find Nicholas Tesla. And we got a Tesla up there on the top right. We're going to sign in. And uh, there we go. We're signing in. Oh, yes, through the power of the modern interwebs. Oh, hang on. One moment, his, please.
1: His password is AussieOutback.
0: Outback Aussie Loser. I've got Found. one of these captures. I hate captures. Uh, you know, captures are those squiggly things that um, you have to type in, yeah. and you can never work out what it is, but it's to make sure you're not a robot, but... It, Um, I'm basically as smart as a robot because I can't build data. (laughs) Yeah, no, robots are like, huh? We don't read that stuff, it's got a line through it. All right, here we go. Just resetting my password. It's right. to reset your password. Yeah. This is really, really compelling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is
1: good. This is good radio, I'm sure. Click. Everybody's alert, <laughs> searching for one of the 75,000 sex podcasts I mentioned earlier. <laughs> These passwords
0: do not match. Okay, one question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a program out there you might want to use. It's called 1Password. It works amazing for shit yeah, like this, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I freaking I I love it.
0: Oh, boy. All right, so here we go, Tom. I have yeah. a Model X... Mm-hmm. Reserved, number, 3,840. And because I'm a little bit obsessive, I thought mm-hmm. I'd better order another one, even though I'm not <laughs> sure I'm going to get yeah. another one. But I always us. get my money back. 17,133.
1: One of us is a fanboy, uh, right? No? Mel? Mm, really? Really? Well, here's you're my my line, wait, wait, wait. You me... have an S, and you're in line for two Xs. No, you're not a fanboy. You're fine. Did you order any Tesla batteries, Mel? No, you can't order me yet. But Did you make any reservations? reservations. For- yes. <laughs> How <laughs> yes. many, Mel?
0: May I explain, please? Yeah, go ahead. Allow me to explain. Mm-hmm. Right, so I have a Model S, and I love it. You know, but I got the stripped-down version because I don't. I'm not really a fancy car kind of guy. I mean, if you look at me, there's. Food stains and stuff on me, and I don't clean my underwear, and, and it's just not the right car for me. But I really wanted the range, and I liked Tesla as the concept, so uh, I got the I got the Model S, and I had to get the big battery because I wanted the range. But I didn't get all the other fancy stuff, so I got about as cheap as you can get it. So then I love it. I mean, I love it, Tom. I lick it, I touch it, and smell it. It's a beautiful car. I'm having a great time with it. So I'm getting my wife a Model X. All right, so that's the first reservation. wife, she loves the electric car. We're doing great. We've got the solar panels. We're driving for free. Life is good. We live in California. There's a supercharged network. So she's going to get the Model X, the SUV form. It sits up a little higher. She can put all her art stuff in there and drive around town. It's going to be good times. So that's why I got the first one. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I thought to myself, as I read more and more about the Model X and I looked at the form factor, I thought, I'm really not a sports car kind of a guy. And the Model S is really kind of a sports car. What I would prefer is the SUV form. So here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. If when I get the Model X and the wife's driving around and we're really enjoying it and the reviews come in and say, yes, this really is a fantastic car, here's what I want to do. Okay. I take my Model S and want to sell it to a fine young person with about 70 grand in their pocket. <laughs> and they can take my Model S... And I will get a Model X for myself because mm. that's the car that I really want. And this is why I think the Model X is going to be so incredibly popular. I think there's a lot of people like me yeah. who got the Model S because they're a part of the uh, the idea, the concept, the, the saving of the world and the electricity. Uh-huh. The form factor that they really want is that SUV form. If, Tom, if, and here is the key thing, they keep that range pretty close to the air. So I don't want it to drop too much lower. I know that it's less aerodynamic. I get it. And it's a bit heavier car but it better not come in at 200 miles per charge or I'm not going to be happy. They say, they think it's going to be about the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have to be. But are you talking about the same, like, 240 or are you talking about the same 265? What are you you expecting?
0: I'm expecting, I go on the blogs, I read all the forums. People think because it's going to have dual motors and stuff that they think that it's going to be right around the same number, that it's going to be in that 265, 270 range. There are some people that even thought – although I don't think this is happening, that they were going to do sort of a uh, carbon fiber model, which would be like the BMW i3, Mm -hmm. which is a really light but very strong. They thought that they could do that, and if they pop that on there, they might even get over 300 miles, but I haven't seen much follow-up on said rumor. So I'm going to assume we're going to be close to the Model S as it is right now, and I hope so, because I don't want too much less than that. I think... For me, the perfect number, though? You want me to tell you the perfect number? Please. Here's the perfect range that I would like to see in one of these puppies. A realistic range. 500 miles. A true 500-mile range, and I think electric cars decimate the internal combustion engine.
1: But but that's more than ICE cars. Yes. Most ICE cars aren't even close to that.
0: Well, a lot of them are up there now, but that's why it would decimate. If I have 500 miles, that means I could drive all day, very fast, No poos and wheeze, (laughs) get to my destination 500 miles away. Like I can drive from LA past San Francisco through Petalina and way up the other side. Yeah. And then plug in Uh and do my poos and wheeze and have a sleep and uh, and then be able to do it again. To me, then we're done. We're done. This discussion is
1: over. Right. But that double, that's double battery capacity and that current price is very expensive and also probably yes. very heavy so i yes. mean i think we need a big change in battery technology before you see that happening for sure graphene, graphene batteries sure that sounds great after tesla made a five billion dollar investment in a factory that is not making graphene batteries yeah but so you know.
0: surely surely when the new battery technologies come around which we hear about every five minutes and never actually get yeah one day there is going to be a breakthrough and they'll just They'll just tool, retool that uh, Gigafactory and we'll be good to go, man. We'll be good to go. 500. Hope, That's the I number we're throwing right. out there.
1: I hope you're right. Because honestly, I think for the average person day to day, it's 200. 200, yep. I think the Tesla is right there in the wheelhouse. I think the 70 is just beautiful for that. And it just it oh, just yeah. fits so nice. You can go to the fairgrounds and you could take your kids to soccer and you're all good to go. And you don't have to worry about any of those pesky charging stations anywhere where who knows. Yep, I
0: agree with it. 200 is a really good number. It's way more than most people drive in a day. Most people drive like 40 miles in a day. Yeah. 200 gives you like, uh, for example, again, the LA story. So we're in LA, got a business partner, friend up in there in the Santa Barbaras. That's mm-hmm. 70, 75 miles away. Yeah, With 200 miles range, I drive up there. I hang out, I drive around, look at Santa Barbara, I check out the fish and chips, I go to the, uh, you know, to the store. And then I hop back in the car and I drive home, and I've still got plenty of charge left over. 200 is a bit of a magic number, at least
1: in Southern California, for a lot of people. I think that's great. Speaking of Santa Barbara, did you see yes, the I mobile do. dealerships that Tesla's created? Did you see these? Sphincter says what? Pop Oh, you haven't heard about this. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it until you look into it. But they are doing these things. They're called pop up dealerships. You know how Tesla—they got the issues with they don't have any dealers, right? They're free to sell the cars wherever they want. La da da. They could like so they built this tractor trailer, right? It's a single tractor trailer, yep. and they take it to a spot yep. and they open it up like a like a transformer, and it turns into a Tesla showroom. Right? This weekend. I don't believe believe it's an electric tractor trailer. But they open it up and they can, they're in this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, as we're laying this down, they're in Santa Barbara of all places you can drive up there and you can see it and there there's three of them in europe this is the only one in the u.s it's in santa barbara memorial day weekend and then next it's going to the hamptons which gives you an idea of who they're selling this damn thing to they're in santa barbara and then the hamptons who goes to those places rich people Mm -hmm. rich people
0: tom 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 we understand that these are expensive cars right now they're going to get cheaper. That's the whole point. Please leave the rich people alone. Right?
1: I'm leaving them alone. I'm leaving um, them alone. But, I'm just saying. But that thing is cool, man. It is cool. And only Tesla could do it. And it's in response to like Texas, who's Texas, not allowing Tesla you. to do sales. You're doing Texas. Um, and, and, yeah. it's, and it, and it, can it actually- Can I just talk to
0: Texas for a second? Go ahead. Texas, we know that uh, you've got a lot of oil and that you like fracking for gas. But come on, Texas. Just leave Tesla alone. Leave them alone. Okay, what was that, Tom?
1: Um, yeah, so so Texas has the has the dealership laws that they're not willing to mold, and most states have these laws. And Tesla's managed, I believe, in like forty four states to get kind of a thing. But basically, that rule is that manufacturers can't sell cars directly; they have to use the dealerships, right? But a dealership. And a and a manufacturer relies so heavily on those local dealerships that they can't do this pop up model. Like they can't they can drive some Lincoln Continentals to Santa Monica Beach and put them on the sand, right? But they can't sell you one there. They got to send you to the local dealer. Tesla pop up. You want to buy it? Go ahead. Log into the computer. Tap away. Walk away. You got a Tesla on the way. Two weeks. We'll have an S at your house. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So that's pretty cool. And so that's another one of those – what do they call those in the the world? They're disruptors, right? He's disrupting. And that's uh, what this is doing. It's disruptive? Yeah. It's disruptive. It's it's disruptive technology, right? So he's disrupting the way we buy and sell and look at cars. You don't go to the dealer and sit there for eight hours and they go and talk to their manager. It's like this is how much it is. You're welcome. I think we're going to have to
0: agree uh, on this uh, Mm -hmm. show never to say the word – disruptive or uh, game-changing or all those words that you hear all the time okay try and find another word go
1: no tech talking okay it is a game changer no i said you couldn't say that you didn't you said game changer yeah i said game changer you said you said the word game changer Uh, yep disruptive game changer Mm -hmm. Mm. can i have a minute hold on please talk amongst yourself i'll give you a topic
0: you didn't give us a topic
1: (laughs) oh uh Uh, The Tesla coil. How cool is that? (laughs) It's not cool at all. I don't know. Another word for disruptive. Let me thesaurus it. it. I got Game Changer.
0: All right. So this is what the show is going to be about. He's Tom. I'm Mel. We're going to have some fun with this. And uh, actually, we're going to put up the second episode almost immediately. All right, Tom. Because it's sort of timely. Because you and I went for a little trip. We held hands. We got the permission from our wives. And we drove <laughs> down to the Tesla event where they released some very new, interesting technology. But you'll have to wait until the next episode, which will be released at exactly the same time as this episode. It will be called Episode Two, and you know why? Because it will be the second episode, and they even though we a number of things sequentially even- in a Roman-like
1: uh, way. But we did it first. How is it the second one if we did Don't it first? Don't tell them that we laid it down first. That's weird. Wait. That's okay. Really wait. I came up. Out. I came up with a synonym. You're gonna love it. It's one of your favorites. Go. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> They're upsetting. The way we buy cars normally. Uh, that's I do really, That's terrible. I really think that's going to take it's on. Terrible. It's terrible.
0: They're upsetting the car uh,
1: There's another word here that I've never even seen before. It's called and oh, I yeah, don't I know one. what that means.
0: Yeah, I had uh, one of my first cats was called that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Obsteperous? Yeah. Wow, that's That's disruptive. You're quite upsetting, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Obstethorus. Come here, Obstethorus. Like in the middle of the night when you open the back door, you're like, Obstethorus! (laughs) Obstethorus! Come here. Uh, Come here. Can we just end this? I'm done. Yeah, we can. I got a lot of topics, though. I have so many other questions for you about the Tesla. Next time, let's talk about... Let's talk about the little things in the car. Let's talk about your experience driving the car. Let's talk about that touch screen and, and the feel and all of the good stuff about the seats. So let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're excited. So I think that gives you an idea of what we're going to try and achieve here. My name is Mel Herbert. His name was Tom Wolfson. This was produced by Cece Herbert. And uh, you can contact us at info at net. That's right. It's a dot .net. Very exciting, the dotnets. Much more exciting than the dotcoms. Because we're
1: talking. 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 Talking.
0: Talking. Talking. Talking.
1: Talking. Talking. Talking Tesla. You didn't get that email I sent you? Yeah, I got About the mobile thing? I
0: didn't get to read it yet. I'm a busy man. Oh, I'm I can't sh- be doing- so sorry. I can't
1: be bothered. That's cool. We do podcasts because we have good mics. There's 75,000 podcasts about sex and this one about (laughs) what Tesla's doing. So you're welcome, Podcast Nation. There are
0: other podcasts. You know that, right, Tom?